Ben, before we start the episode, oh, um, I wanted to say a, f- a few quick words. <laughs> sure. Um, for the first time ever, we're starting beef. It's oh, never we're, happened. we're starting beef. It's never happened before. It's unprecedented for this podcast, but we're starting <coughs> beef. I'm calling you out, the advisory boys. <laughs> I thought we were best buds. I thought we were mates for the greats. Turns out we're not. I'm going to point this out. This is all David's beef. I, it's our I, beef, collectively. Sure. I'm pulling you under the bus entirely. It's our podcast, so it's our beef. All right. They, in their most recent episode of the advisory podcast, insulted, shamelessly, David Attenborough. Which in itself is Which in inexcusable. Itself is, well, that is very rude. But I just think as a David, it's my responsibility to stand up for other Davids. Yeah. So this is what's happening. We're calling you out the advisory. Fucking come at us, bro. And we'll see uh we'll see you in the in the ring, mate. I had no choice in this decision. It's Ben was Ben was it was Ben's idea from the start. I didn't mm. even know about the episode. Ben started this whole thing. Alright. Now on with the episode, Ben. It was probably a song that reminded me of it. Or I'd done an Arnold Schwarzenegger voice. Writing is definitely an isolating thing. From an yeah. outside perspective, that's weird as well. Makes us look really um, mental. But that is because of what it kind of said about art. Did I that had fun in bits. There were fun bits. We went, and, we went and bought a value pack of straps. Oh my god, going. we did. There is a big lesson here to learn about storytelling. Hey guys, welcome back to the Alfredo's podcast, official podcast of digital and creative media works. My name is David DC, I'm creative director Lee Ryder, and I'm joined as always by my co-host, Ben. Hi. I was, I kind of gave it like some pleasant... Yeah, and I, and I just ruined it for you. Oh, you did. Thanks, yeah. buddy. Anytime. Uh, <laughs> this week, we are talking about the meaning of 500 Days of Summer. This is a story of boy meets girl. They made a statue of us. The boy, Tom Hansen, grew up believing that he'd never truly be happy until the day he met the one. Now, I finally made you watch one of my favorite <laughs> films of all time. I have seen it before. Um, just, I think I forget when I saw it the first time, but, you know, I didn't particularly enjoy it the first time. Good, I enjoyed huh? it this time. I don't know why. Y- yeah, um, it's weird, isn't it? Yeah. Um, it's the kind of film that gets better when you get older. I think definitely. And, like, is it probably... It, it gets... M- I don't know, it's a weird kind of thing where, like, it opens with the whole narrator saying it's not a love story, even though it kind of is, but... But it's also not... It's, it it's also not... Is. It's not a... It, like, so... I What I thought was funny is that, like, after the film, I, I was like, oh, I wonder if this is on Netflix. So I googled it, I looked it up on Netflix, and it's not, for some reason, which yeah. is a real shame. Um, yeah, but, it's one of those films I think a lot of people should see. Yeah, but it was like, it gave a list of suggestions based on... 500 Days of Summer, they were just all just garbage, like, chick yeah. flick romance films, and they're like, man, none of these films are like well, 500 Well, because, like, a summer. lot of people totally misinterpreted the film when it came out. Which I think is funny, in the same well, that way was that was kind of the, what uh, they were going for. the main character misinterprets um, The Graduate. Yeah, I that's thought exactly the refer- it. I thought the, like, in general, the the references to The Graduate were really clever. Yeah. Because there's, there's a lot of parallels you can make between the two films. Well, I always thought that it's like, actually basically the same film. Well, it's the same film, but just like, has a different ending, and it's got a different ending, and it's like it plays on different tropes as well, right? So, like this, this well, film... it plays with the same tropes, especially towards the end. Yeah, I, well, I think the for whole this idea one... of like going like the one true love and going after her and getting yeah. her back, but but, but in he this... doesn't go to the next step and steal her from her wedding and then jump yeah. onto a bus and then regret it, the th- decision. I think this one in particular, like it. 500 Days of Summer in particular has this really clever thing it does where it takes all of 
Because, like, typically, the, the way that Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character Spoiler acts, alert, I guess. Not really. You, you kind of get spoiled the story in the first... Also, as with everything... Five minutes. If it's in the title of the episode, yeah. we're going to talk about it. Um, <laughs> Surprise. So you shock horror. Yeah. Um, yeah, after, like, 70 episodes, you should not be surprised. That's no. how it works. So, yeah, one of the things that I thought was interesting, um, and that I think this film does incredibly well, is it takes a bunch of tropes in the romance genre and just messes with them a bit. Like, it tweaks them a little bit. Um... Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character in particular is, like, your typical fucking aloof hipster yeah, douche. Yeah, just, like... Who only really cares about himself. He never... He, he does not listen to Summer at any point in the film. No. Like, she from day one is like, I don't want anything serious. And, and he, he totally go, he ignores her. He goes ahead her and makes it serious. And makes yeah. it serious. And she's like, I didn't want this. You didn't listen to me. And he's yeah. like, but it's love. And she's like, it doesn't work like that. You didn't listen. And then Zoe Deschanel's character is the pixie girl trope, but she's, like, skewed in a really interesting way. Yeah, I've... I really, like... So, the first time I watched it, I was, like, I don't really mind about... Like, I... You know, it was just a film, and I guess I... Like, probably the funniest part of the film for me when I first watched it was just, like, the dumb musical segments, because they're ridiculous. But watching it the second time, uh, Summer, like, her character really irked me. Like really pissed She's me the off. Worst. Because I've She's I've infuriating. I've like known people who are like that. And you're just you're watching it and you're like, fuck, you are annoying. <laughs> She's irritating. But the worst thing is that Joseph Gordon Levitt is so irritating as well, but in a different way. Yeah, they're both just the worst human beings. And you're like and, and then the question is, well, how did you how do you make a film about two people that are like that? And the answer is apparently very well. Yeah, well, um, the easy solution is just make them, like, make them date for a month or a year, I guess, it's technically. technically, like, well, yeah, so they date for, like, a, I think it's, like, it's seven like, months on and off, but they they know each other for 500 days, is the... Yeah, yeah. is the gist. But but I think something that, that I quite like, and I don't know whether it was just that... Okay, so a little bit of insider information on this <laughs> film. Um... The guy who directed it, uh, David, the, the Weber brothers, they would then go on to direct Spider-Man, to, the Amazing Spider-Man, to oh, no. with Electro. That so this garbage. was this was before he, that happened. He was, yeah. Um, man, that's real unfortunate. Yeah, man. <laughs> so this sucked. was like this was like the last. This was like his last really good film. Yeah, and it's so good. Honestly, like, it felt like a JGL directed film. Mm. Like I was watching, I was just like, "Isn't this directed by?" James it really does. It's, it's very it's much not, in the same vein I, as like Don yeah. John. Like it's very much. It feels like it though. Yeah. I, there's a really good comment that because I did a video essay on this years ago, but one of the things that I well not literally is no like about, a year ago yeah almost exactly a year. But one thing that came up in my research for that is that it was very much a film that was like from day one they were like we're gonna do some something good with cinema like we're not just gonna make a film we're gonna do something we want to do and like yeah. from the, for something as simple as like the color palettes of the characters that they integrate throughout like summer is like blue white pastels. Um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character is, like, brown. burgundy, Spanish, <laughs> brown, dark colors. It's just brown. He's, like, shabby, and yeah. his hair is, like, real messy, and he never, like, tucks anything improperly, and mm. Summer is, like, all straight lines and curves. Yeah. So it's this, like, complete opposite. And then that fucking scene, that expectation reality scene, is, like, oh, one I mean, of that is, the best that's one of the best, ever that's one of the cinema. best choreographed scenes in cinema history. I don't think, no, and no one's ever done anything quite I, like it, and it no one ever just, will. There's so many elements of that one scene it's that you could, so you could decompose it for hours there's a great episode of i think it's called frame by frame or it's something like every that. frame of painting does a really good episode on the um uh it's the aspect ratio yeah episode they did and they look into um they look into 500 years summer a bit especially how it's a the f- 
the intro cards are all yeah. with the old um like one by one yeah. fucking photography things um i think the 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 best part of that um that scene is how well it's how well it's everything's timed because you have you have the initial delay of him like walking up the stairs and stuff and that's like shot for shot identical like those two shots are the same yeah and but they off they they play them offset so that you you don't you can't really like tell whether they're the same you're like oh it's probably just like the actor doing the same stage director and filmed on the same dolly but like it probably i mean i don't even know but it probably is the same shot yeah yeah. i'm just basing this off like "Mm, it's probably the same shot but they 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 sort of stagger in such a way where you're able to you're able to comprehend what's going on in both even if because there's never there's never something important happening in both scenes at the same time it's about so yeah well, because you're looking at the difference between them, you're never looking yeah. at the scene. So you're able to, yeah. So you're able to like see how something happens in one, and then see how it happens in the other. But they still like there'll be sections where they sync it up, where like they'll they'll run the timing in such a way that you know some parts will happen at the exact same time on both. But then and they'll then diverge again, which is like diverge so again. complicated, just to put so together, hard like, to right? do. <laughs> like every time I watch it, I'm like, that is so well edited. Yeah, and it's so well considered, and it comes at like the perfect point in the film. Oh, it's the oh, it's the like, saddest part of the film. Yeah, this is such a sad film. Yeah. But it's also a little bit funny sometimes, but it's like it's one of these films that is sad but for the right reasons. It's like it's most yeah, the story is sad, but I think most of the humor comes from the editing actually. Yeah. Um especially with the non-linear sort of the semi-non-linear timeline yeah, where they it. where they're able to jump chronology. Yeah. And I mean the the film does a cool thing where you you start the film off on like day 300 and something um so it starts you off right at the end and sort of like plays back the timeline but it it's still it like even though it jumps forward and back constantly it still plays it in a fairly linear way like it it, like it doesn't play anything before the first like 300 days yeah for the last half hour of the film like for the last half hour of the film is entirely just the end of it and like only in like the first half hour or forty five minutes or so yeah. do you get like first hun- like first one hundred days. Stuff. Well, one of the things that they do structurally that is like super clever is about halfway. Th- well, it's like toward the end of the film when Jessica Gordon Levitt's character's sister is like, I feel like she she's like I feel like you've only been remembering the good things. Remember, try next time you look look again. Yeah, but the film up to that point structurally has mirrored that. So it went. It started off as, like, the end of the relationship. Then it went good stuff, bad stuff, good stuff, bad stuff. And then it goes bad stuff, good stuff, bad stuff, good stuff. Yeah. And, like, it, it forms a mirror at that point, which is, like, a small thing, but it means that there's, like, this... I think it's a noticeable turning point. It's a, it becomes it's a turning point, and it becomes, like, an intangible one. Like, yeah. In, intangible. 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 Intangible turning point. Yeah. Because you don't realize it's happened, but once it has, everything that follows feels very natural. Yeah. That it would come at that point. And that's so hard to do in a film. Or, like, in anything. For you to be like, yeah, well, what's happening next feels natural, but it's still surprising. Mm. Like, God, that the, the amount of work that would have had to gone into that, like, thinking about it structurally, and, like, it's such a complicated film that is so easy to watch. Yeah, and it's the kind of thing where you couldn't, you couldn't pull off just filming something chronologically and then splitting it up and tossing it into a hat and then pulling it out randomly, because... Because you're dealing with such a long time frame, because it is 500 days, and it doesn't show all of them. It's, well, yeah, you lose about 60 to, like, after about 350, I think. You lose, like, every... You, like, pretty. I'm pretty sure you, they only show about a third yeah. of the... Like, even less, probably. Um, 
and it it's it's the kind of thing where like the, each 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 sort of day they select is so specific and is like there for such a specific purpose and they'll run jokes that like don't make sense at f- or they'll run jokes and then the the reaction to the joke is confusing and then they'll run a joke later which is the same joke but it makes the first like i'm talking about the, the, the tap scene the, the, yeah. the taps and ikea oh, that's really clever when they, when they run the hole when he's like none of the taps are working and you're like that's funny because it's at ikea and she just walks off stormed and you're like he was in, in your mind he's like oh he's trying to be funny and break the ice but then they run the scene where it's they go to ikea for the first time and she runs the joke yeah. and you're like oh same thing with the ringo star album before they get pancakes yeah but he pulls it out and he's like ringo star and you're like i don't get it and then you she's like and he's like, oh, my favorite beat. She's like, oh, my favorite Beatles, Ringo Starr. And, he, and he's like, no one's favorite Beatles, yeah. Ringo Starr. And then there's a scene after that where she pulls out the record and puts it back down. And then you get the scene again where he pulls out the record and it's like Ringo Starr and he walks up. Yeah. It's, there's so many. Oh, just it's so like, complicated. Yeah. There's so many parallels <laughs> and like mirrored scenes. And it's the kind of thing where like, if you think back on it, they really are only like six scenes to the film. <laughs> it's not a like, lot. Yeah. Like, there isn't much to the film. There's not much sub... Well, no. There's there's not many, like, important bits. Yeah, there's, well, there's, there's, there's just a lot of substance There's There's it. six sequences... I think, from memory, there's six sequences, and there's about 64 mm. scenes in total. And so a sequence is like a collection of scenes that do a thing. Yeah. Tell a chronology. And one of the best things about the way that they do it is that you already know, like... The point of because you know how it ends when it starts. The point of the film doesn't become getting you to the end. It becomes what can we learn from everything that's yeah. happening, and it becomes what does all of this mean? And it becomes well, what like why is this happening? Why is Tom like this? Why is you know Summer like this? Why are these interactions happening? I think that's why it's such a good story then, because you don't have because you're not being pulled along on the story. You don't have this like investment to the current state. You just care about, you don't, the yeah, you don't have this thing where you're like, Oh, these or like in another film where you're like, Oh, these characters are so good together. Or, oh, they're so bad together or whatever. It's usually the latter. And you don't have that stake of like, Oh, like I hope they, I hope this happens or I hope this doesn't yeah. happen because you know, what's going to happen. Cause they're going to break up. Cause they told you. And then, so instead of yeah. being like invested in this thing and thinking like, Oh, if they break up, it's going to be so sad. You, you're more invested in like why and like the things they do and the individual yeah. actions. It's like, you can draw parallels to this film to uh, Scott Pilgrim mm-hmm. a little bit in the sense that it's this quirky love. Actually, they have a lot of similarities. Yeah. Ways, especially yeah. in their um, cinematography. The thing with Scott Pilgrim is that, like, unless you've read the book, you don't know what's going to happen in the end. So you're you're being pulled along the storyline, which is, you know, it's that's how stories work. It's it's called narrative tension. Yeah. So it's I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. So you're being pulled along. Whereas in in Five Hundred Days of Summer, you have you have all the answers. You know exactly what's what's going to happen. So some scenes almost feel you get a, almost a sense of dramatic irony. It is where dramatic. you're just well, like, it's, mm, it's, I know exactly it's, where it's, this it's is going to go. The actual definition of dramatic yeah. irony, which for anyone playing along at home, is where you know something the characters don't. Yeah. So a good example is in uh, the third Harry Potter book when um, Dumbledore walks up to Hermione and he's like, "Bloody, give the time turner a bloody whiz back, mate." And she's like, okay, and then Harry's like, what's a bloody time-turner? If you were Hermione, Harry asking what a time-turner is, that's, like, dramatic irony, because you're like, I know what's gonna happen. And then at the end of that book, when they come rushing back into the room, and Ron's like, you were there, but now you're here. That's dramatic irony, because you know why they're there, and Ron doesn't. 
Yeah. So that's like basics of dramatic irony. And the whole film plays off that because you know exactly what's going to happen. Mm. But the truth is, it turns out you don't. Because well, I think I think it they they do it they do it very um they don't like overplay the fact that you know what's going to happen because they will jump you know they'll they'll start at the end where he's saying that he broke up with her so you're like okay they must have gotten together at some point and then it'll jump forward to when he like meets her and stuff and you're like all right this is going somewhere but then it'll jump like 30 days ahead and it'll, it'll be like it'll be him in the bar be like i blew it and you're like wait what like, yeah. yeah, you're like. But then what, what, they went, what, they then up. what happens? Like, what happens a, between? I think my favorite, my it's favorite, almost, it's almost like a morbid curiosity where you're just like, you, you you're like, so no, entrenched. it's just like, you're like, but how did it? Get but so how bad? did it get so good to get so bad? There's a moment where there's this, one of my favorite scenes, just cinem- like cinematic wise, and the way it's shot and the way it's composed, because it's just beautiful. Is when they're uh, they're on the train and they go for coffee. <laughs> And it's like Sweet Disposition is playing, and it's this beautifully shot angle yeah. where it's them talking, and there's this like gorgeous orange light. Like I don't know how long they spent getting that shot, but fuck, it's so yeah beautiful. And that moment in the film is where you're like, well, maybe this is where they get back together. Yeah. Maybe this because it's, it's after this is after they broke. This is after, after the start, the start of, the of the film. film. Yeah, so you're like maybe they do get together. Like yeah. that's you have that moment where you're like, oh. Maybe they will. Like and this Tom is, is the, the resolution. Yeah. And Tom is like, maybe we will get back together. Great, because that's what romance films do. There's a big yeah. breakup, then they come back together, unlikely, and then he proposes and they get married. Yeah. And you're like, oh, maybe that's like, it's gonna happen. And then you get to you get to like literally that that moment where they then go, well, here's your expectation, here's your reality. Yeah. And it's it's you're so ready for that moment to happen. Yeah. And they play on your expectations of the romance genre, and they just fuck you so hard. With that, with that expectations reality thing, and then it sweeps back, and you get Tom in the reality, and then he goes back, and, and then eats you Twinkies get, for a yeah, week. Yeah, he eats Twinkies and drinks Jameson <laughs> yeah. or whatever. Like, which is honestly it's like orange, that. orange juice and whiskey, and orange Twinkies. juice, whiskey, and Twinkies. Yeah, that's what that's what you need to. I feel survive. like you would probably not You'd last probably too long. die. No. That would be real tough. Mm. Um, but that 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 idea of like being able to find a point where even though you probably know they're not going to get together because it's not that kind of film. You still have a it just it just kicks you and you're like oh it's, oh, it, it might happen yeah oh, when you like the first time that you see it just got that wedding ring like fuck it, yeah it's a it's a kick in the tail that's the kind of thing where you're watching it and like the because I because again I haven't seen it in a while so I forgot that's what happens at the end of that scene and I was like I was like I was like that can't be an engagement ring that's got to just be a ring like right? just just a random ring. And you're like, no, actually. They linger on it for just long enough uh, that you're to like, be oh, like, no, oh, motherfucker. And then Tom yeah. it. It's so well, like that, that ending piece of the film. It's you like so... the opposite of comedic timing. It's oh. just dramatic timing. And it's the worst because it breaks you slowly. Yeah. Like, it's just one of those films that it, it is a masterpiece from start to finish. Yeah. Um, like the use of, oh, I always forget her name. There's a lot of scenes where he runs downstairs. I just realized. Because there's that, there's the, the bit where he, where he goes down the stairs and there's the two girls coming up. Oh, he's like, after he, you, please. After you! And you're like, what the fuck was that? Yeah, he's like, just a real cunty Yeah. yeah. Um, no, I was there's thinking, a lot of stairs. Yeah, that's not the um, expectation reality scene. No. That's, that's a different one. Um, I was just thinking, I was like, surely that scene doesn't end with that ridiculous bit of acting. Where is um, that in the that's story? That's when he gets... Oh, when he gets Really punched? pissed at... Yeah, when he gets punched. Yeah. Um, yeah, the that scene was... I've... I thought that scene was weird, the punch scene, because that's such a, um, you don't know why she's, like, 
angry at him. Like, you, you don't get told really why. She's just they like... They just leave it up to you to work it yeah, out. Yeah, she was just like, that wasn't cool. And he's like, well, why? And you're thinking, you're like, uh, I mean, it's weird. Like, on one hand, when it's happening, you're watching it and you're like, wow. Like, yeah, he's being a massive pussy right now. Like, he's like his girlfriends have been getting berated and he's just standing there. But on the other hand, she kind of expresses that like she can handle it She's herself. She's totally right. Yeah, it? which is yeah, which is completely uh, which, correct. Again, it's that. Thing but it's of- that kind of thing where it's just like he had done so well to not be to not piss her off in the sense that like he you know he just let her deal with it because it was her fight, her battle. And then fight. when she'd done it, he then yeah, it was like the last. Once he had succeeded, he, he had finished, and he all he had to do was not get angry and then he fucked it up. at the dumb comment that meant nothing. Because it's just like, yeah, this I am her boyfriend. This guy's just a just, douche. Just, like, yeah. the guy's just a cunt. Yeah. You don't have to and, respond. And so he goes in, you're like, man, Fucking you fucked shit. that up. Yeah, it's like, I mean, that, that seems the kind of thing where you, like, if you're watching it with the idea of just, like, he can't, like, retaliate or else you'll get angry. Like, if you know, like, I don't know, if you're the kind of person that knows that's the correct thing to do is not get into a fight with him, which... I guess some people would be. You'd, you'd be watching it, and it would get to the end, you're like, thank God he didn't do anything reckless. And, and then, then you would do, you're like, motherfucker. Yeah. Like, you had to go and do it. Because that's exactly what she, what someone would be thinking as well. Yeah, exactly. But at the same time, you're invited to empathize with Tom. Like, it's so Yeah, at the same time, the like, way... someone who would think, like, oh, you should, like, stand up and, like, you know, like, get this dude out of here. Like, you'd be thinking the whole time, like, Tom, stop being a... P- Tom, yeah, Tom, stop being a pussy. Yeah. And then when he punches and you're like, hey, he did it! And yeah. But then, you know, he gets the repercussions. So, like, either way, it sucks. There's, there's no version of that scene where you win as a viewer. Yeah. And that's such a hard thing to put such together. Such a hard thing to do, because you can't... Because uh, no matter which person you are, like you empathize with in the film, you get shattered every time. Yeah, because they, they play so many things, like, one after the other, and they... And they just... They just weave enough, and they just sit so close to the point where... It's not, like, too overly, like, you know... It's not... It's the kind of thing where it's, like... The guy doesn't say something that, when he punches him in the face, you would think no one would react like that in that yeah. situation. But beforehand, when he's just being a cunt, you're not like, oh, he should be punching him now. Like, he, like... Yes. He should punch him right now already because he's already, like, crossed the because line. Because you're thinking, Tom shouldn't hit him, but if he crosses the line, he should. And then yeah. you're like, thank God he didn't, and then he does, and you're like... You got like those two programs. Yeah. Or on the other hand, you're thinking he shouldn't punch him. Yeah. Because, because you know he just shouldn't. And then when he when he gets to right to the end, you think it's over. He's like, all right, he did it. And then he just go ahead goes ahead and does it. And you're like, ah, Tom. The, the damn mod- it. The modula- you can never win. The modulation in that scene and the valence shift is so like nuanced that you've got to wonder how long they worked on. Like, the exact timing. Well, I think even better dialogue. is the fact that he almost gets away with it. He, like, punch, he socks him down, and he sits back at the bar, and she's like, why did you do that? And he's like, well, I had to. And then he just, the dude just comes out of nowhere oh, and yeah. hits him in the head, and the immediate hard cut, and you're like, oh, God. Oh, Tom. Yeah, you're thinking, you. you're like, well, he punched him, and the dude's out, and everyone's like, oh, and he's like, you know, he's been the hero or whatever. And there's been like, all right, there's been no repercussions for this, and then he gets socked in the face, and you're like, well, like, well kind of had to, yeah, you know, expect that. You deserved that. it, yeah. yeah. But again, like I feel like that's a lot. That's the truth with a lot of Tom's actions. Like he does something, there's not an immediate like bounce back, but it it simmers. Like I think that's something that this film does well. Is like there's never a moment where uh, someone does something and then because films do this a lot, and this film doesn't do it. Where in films, when someone does something bad, 
there's always an immediate reaction. Yeah. This film lets you simmer for like a like a beat or it gives you like a minute or it gives, it gives you a, you a scene. Little, yeah. Like it's much more realistic where if if you do something wrong, people tend to hang on to it for a minute and then come back to it the next yeah, day. Yeah, like you could even look at the scene after they argue and when he goes back to his apartment and they do the split screen with the phones. And like that's the bit where you're thinking like and like well like she's awake and she's looking at the phone and he's like awake and grabbing the phone you're like mm, are they gonna are they gonna talk are they gonna do it and then you know tom puts the phone back and the scene ends and you're like damn it he didn't do it like yeah. he he could have fixed it and then the immediate next scene they fucking fix it when they yeah, have a go to her place and you're like oh stop playing me like this she, so she she turns up to his place right she goes to his place which again is sort of character for summer because she's changing but at the same time Everything she did up to that point, you're totally on board with. Like, it's it's such a complicated way to do that scene, or that sequence in particular, because what you're doing effectively is you're saying, here is the two characters and how they dealt with the situation. Yeah. End, right? They, yeah. didn't, re- they didn't resolve it. Then what you get is you get Summer being the one that takes the step to make the resolution. It's actually the only time in the film she does that. It's the one time in the entire film where she yeah. takes an action to resolve something between them. Yeah, it's true. Right? And so what you end up with is this weird dissonance where you, as it, you know, you're empathizing with Tom at this point because he didn't call her back because she was like, just bloody get out of here. And you're mm. like, yeah, fair enough. You should have yeah. called her, but you know what? You've respected what she wanted. Yeah. And she turns up and you're like, ah, what? Yeah, it's really weird. Maybe she really does like him. I don't know. Yeah. And as Tom, as someone you're empathizing with, you're like, maybe, maybe she really does like him. What's going on? And yeah, so then it's later just on, confusing. when he totally misinterprets, you kind of get where he, like how he got to that point. Yeah. But then again, you're also from someone's perspective where you're like, yeah, but also she said from day one, nothing serious. But a lot of her actions contradicted what she said. I think, like, this is kind of a tangent, but I think one of the best scenes that really showed um, Tom's character as a whole in the film is that he has, so there's two friends that he works with. One of them has been, like, dating the girl since, like, grade seven or some shit. Like, Matthew da- Great Gobbler's character. Yeah. yeah. So, like, he's been dating the girl he met in, like, high school and they've been dating for, like, 20 years or something yeah yeah and then you have the other guy who had hasn't had girlfriend a girlfriend had one girlfriend for about an hour in grade yeah. five and the scene where they're talking about where it's the sort oh of camera God, footage of like so what is good. love it's so clever because it goes between it goes to the guy who's been dating the girl since like grade seven he talks about how like you know yeah his perfect girl would have like a bigger tits yeah. and a better, better butt but the girl he's with is better, better she's because she re- oh, she's real that line is so just very clever yeah and then you have the the guy who hasn't had a girlfriend ever and he sort of just shows shows this weird like desk like desperation but in a sort of humorous way where he's just like you know as long as she's cute and willing but i would you know it's sacrifice like, really the cute, willing. yeah i'd sacrifice the cute bit if it needs to be and so like and then you have Tom, who's just like, like uh, he just doesn't know what. He because goes, he's like, uh, it, it shows that, you know, as a character, his two friends, despite being on, like, complete opposite sides of, like, the whole dating thing, yeah. where one of them's been dating for, like, someone for years, and one of them hasn't been dating at all, and and Tom's kind of in the middle where he's dated, like, lots of people, I guess. Or a different sort of part of the triangle, you could say. Yeah. But he doesn't really know what it is. Like, he doesn't know what love is because he's... So it shows that, like, you know, he's not desperate and he's not, like, he's not really chasing the goal of his dreams, even though he thinks he is. He's just kind of, like, in this weird place where he doesn't really know what he's doing. Yeah. Yeah. And I think 
I think it's really easy to identify with that space as well. Yeah, especially if you've gone through it and you've gone through that weird yeah. early twenties phase where nothing makes sense. And like, and and you you get to this point where you don't have a, you're not at either end of a spectrum. And in yeah. fact, you you're like, am I even on this line? Well, that's the thing. Like those you know? two characters are like obvious caricatures. Like they're yeah. designed to be on the extreme ends of the spectrum. And it's because they they balance out Tom, who's like your middle. Yeah, kind of like middle ground, confused, general male. Yeah, and I think that that's a really important conversation that the film has with with the audience about what does it mean to be someone like Tom who's raised on these expectations of what love should be, and then to realize that maybe all of it is actually lies and that you need to work it out for yourself. Yeah. And then, of course, the fucking clincher at the end of the film, which, my God. Oh, fuck me. Fucking kicked me in the teeth. God, so obnoxious. Um, Hated it. I I mean, no, uh, I, I like... It's so I meta. like the ending because it's super clever and it's and it's really funny and the fourth wall break is really and it's like the really fourth wall well is clever and it's hopeful but it's also awfully like, sad yeah like goddamn it's once. just the worst you you leave it with just like this ball of emotion I think no I think it's actually I think it's a good thing because it's like yeah it's you know it it you know it's a reset it's going back to the same it's the same thing but I think if you look at like how he met summer versus how he met autumn. I think it it bodes better for him as a character. Well, it, it's because he the met... idea of it's the right world. She's already in yeah. his world. She doesn't. There's the the problem with Summer is that he needed to transition into Summer's world, but this new girl is already in his world. Yeah, and the thing, like even like Summer had like similar interests in the sense that she listened to what was it like the Smiths? Yeah, the Smiths. Yeah, like and like that was it. And like apart from that, they had all these differences. Like they interpreted the graduate differently, which is. Probably one of the funniest, like meta, like meta cinema jokes in the yeah, entire film. Clever. Just how he, like, he sees the the graduate as this like guide to get girls, yeah. Whereas she sees it as like this horrible fucking film, yeah. Because they're basically living it at that stage. But I think, yeah, I think the ending bodes better for the character because he, yeah, because they're in the same space, and it, and it, yeah, it's she's, like she's already in his world. She's wearing the same colors that he wears normally. As yeah, well. and like she... simple shit like that, where the, the directors are like, "She's probably gonna be good for him." Yeah, and like you know, she she like gives up doing something with her friends to do something with him, which what's uh, Summer never does. Yes, ever. In the she film. the first the first thing that Autumn does that you see her do is like is, cancel plans. Is what well, is make a decision. Whether she had plans is irrelevant, right? But yeah. what she does is she makes a decision to spend time with Tom. Yeah, and that's not something that someone. It's just someone only does that once, and it's in that one scene after the bar fight. Yeah, and even then, that's that's even then it's self serving. Kind of different. Yeah, yeah, it's um, not really the same. No, but you know what I mean. Yeah. And it's like that. That to me, it's like yeah, they they do a really good job of like telling you that yeah, this could be good, but also because but it also resets, yeah, it's probably like, gonna be fucking awful. Yeah, they 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 play yeah. with the format to to just imply that like yeah, it's just gonna be another five hundred days. Like it's always been with all of the because that's girls what that he a meets. lot of relationships are. Yeah, and for people like Tom, that's what it tends to be. And it's it's one of those it's one of those endings where it's like you either are like you're you're sad and happy at the same time, but you also kind of laugh and you just leave it with like this this like hot ball of emotion. Yeah, you, you, yeah. Leaving yeah. the film is generally just like a it's a general goddamn it followed with like a sensible chuckle. Yes, it's like a, and I mean that's the best. Is, if you can do that with your art, you've done it right. Hey, you've done you've done like, a good fuck, job because you made someone think and you made them have a good time. Like those are what you want. Well, I think the, I mean the 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 sequencing of the ending is you know you 
she she's like yeah let's meet up and he goes back and he's just like what's your name and then and like she's like my name's autumn and that's like that's a joke that's funny cue laugh track and then you have you know you have the the shot of the the ridiculous fourth wall break and it's like kind of more funny and you're like all right it was a clever film but then the but then the timer resets and you're like like, actually ah, <laughs> you, you kind of realize you're like oh wait a minute yeah and it's just this shit again it's the same thing yeah yeah uh, it's it's honestly it's so clever like it's one of my favorite films and i think yeah i i, I mean like i yeah. really enjoyed it i think it's it just, i just time. think it's like really well put, like it's just so considered and a lot of art and films these days aren't mm. and to do something this well considered i was just like i'm really impressed that 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 you know people still make films like this well well, when did this film come out? Like 2005? Uh, 2011. 2009, I think. Nine? Yeah, it was like half and half. <laughs> yeah. You, yeah <laughs> I was, I, you kind I was of above and below. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I don't know. I, I think it's really good. We'll definitely come back to more Justin Gordon Lovett stuff like this. I want to do Don John at some point. We should do Looper. Oh. We shouldn't do Looper. No. Uh, never. We should do Jumper. Jumper. Hopper. With fucking Skipper. Anakin. Oh, yeah, Anakin. Yeah, is it? Man, that um, film's garbage. But no, if you haven't. I suppose you've probably seen this film if you've listened to this, or if you, if you haven't. If you haven't, it's go watch really it. Good. It's really, and if you have, go watch it again. Yeah. Because it's really good. It's a good watch. Um, Yeah, I, I definitely think that it's a sign of when you can take a bunch of really, really talented people who care about a medium and, like, do good art. Yeah, it isn't super it's, wanky and pretentious. It's very much not like any other just general rom-com out there. It's also not like any other drama. It's also not like any other art house film it's yeah. just a bit of it's just a good time it's, it's own thing yeah. and that's really what it's all about i think mm. uh but as always ben where can people find us fuck i don't know that's you know what it's the question it keeps us up at night we yeah. wonder sometimes we're like where can they where find can us? you find where us? can you find anyone you behind know? the tree down the road but more specifically once you hit the boulder go left oh yeah <sighs> is that like you find them like Circle the back the of path. a kfc map yeah. or something but i think more specifically ben people are off to like social media stuff so, oh okay yeah well, there's, you know what i mean we're like there's, on the, there's a youtube channel yeah we're on the youtube you can bloody check us out um youtube.com uh, oh god DCM there's a twitter works. you just got burping the whole time yeah. we're at dcm underscore works you can tweet at us on facebook with dcm works social we have the bloody patreon if you want to check us a dollar you do you know what i mean mm. bloody spin us a dime it's about 76 us cents at the Pitch moment a pound at us hello mm. Holler a Holland dollar. Uh, I don't know any money. Holler some Hollandaise sauce. I don't think. Us. No, please don't. You'll get on the walls and shit. Chuck us some cents. Do that, man. Um, any amount helps, and you get access to the Patreon-only rewards, which is real good. But also, this episode, as always, is sponsored by Audible.com. Well, leading variety of audiobooks. You know how it works. <laughs> yep. You know who they are. We know who they are. DCM.works slash Audible. Get uh audiobook free on us you don't even you just sign up and then you can just cancel it and you just keep the audiobook <laughs> hooray yeah we get the money and you get a free book so that's yep. good um that's gonna do it for this week i'm at dcm i hate pie i'm at literal citrus i'll see you guys next yeah, it was week. probably a song that reminded me of it or i done an arnold's what's a nigga voice writing is definitely an isolating thing from an yeah. outside perspective that's weird as it makes fun. us look really um, mental but that is because of what it kind of said about art did i that had fun in bits there were fun bits we went, and, we went and bought a value pack of straps. Oh my god, we did. There is a big lesson here to learn about storytelling. 